All right, construction champions, it's your host, Ron Newsbaum, and we're here for another amazing episode of Construction Champions Podcast, where we're bulldozing down the house, but we're lighting it on fire, and we're completely rebuilding it on a new foundation of what a construction champion is, where every week we have amazing guests come on here. And they tell us exactly what it means to be a construction champion. And I am super excited for our guest here tonight. Steve, it is great to have you on Construction Champions Podcast. Dude, it is freaking awesome to be here, Ron. Thanks for having me on the show, man. <laughs> awesome, man. Steve, you're a legend in the area. You have your own podcast that you've been doing, Blue Collar yep. Yes, for many years. You're a consultant. You've helped out. Tons of people in blue collars and construction. It's a passion of yours. I know that. But what I want to know about Steve is what are you most excited about with what you're doing right now? What we're doing right now, um, we're doing a couple amazing things. So as you mentioned, we're doing, we're highlighting in the blue collar space, just the whole notion of what it really means to focus on trades and where there's gaps in our school systems, where there's gaps in our education systems, where there's gaps in our communication with our own kids on what it truly means to work in the trades, work with your hands, the thinking that goes on, the money that can be made, and the falsehood that you have to go to college when you can work and do great things working in the blue collar space. So that is one thing that I'm super stoked for with our Blue Collar BS podcast. And then the other thing is just my clients, working with them, helping them truly more than 10x what they're truly capable of and how they can actually thrive, still have a family life, make money, give back to the community, and just in general, run a business without having constant stress, constant frustration um, you know, with their teams, with you know their customers with their vendors and then also with their spouses it's just we're, we're doing some really really cool things right now so just having a lot of fun doing it i love it true champions win at every aspect of their life it's not yes. just business they win personally they win financially they win with their friends and here on construction champions we're a firm believer that you don't need a college education Amen. I barely made it through high school to get where we're at. And I like to say a lot of times I got my education in the Marine Corps. And then that's where we led into where we're at today. So I'm going to jump right in there and I'm going to ask you a million dollar question. All right, let's go. Steve, what makes a construction champion? Dude, just like we talked about right before we started recording. It's about taking freaking action. So let's talk blue collar construction space. And let's talk about the action and, and because we focus on in our podcast, we're focused on the communication. It's taking action to educate people. It's taking action to have the conversations on what it really means and requires to work in the blue collar space to educate our youth that this is a viable option. It's about taking action, um, like with your product, taking action to take the steps to enhance how we communicate with each other from um, the, the construction firms all the way down to the, the, resident, the residents when we're working with residential construction, also with each other, right? We have to take action. We can't sit back on our laurels, sit back on our ass 
and go, hey, you know, I wish somebody would do something. No, get off your ass and take some action. So to me, to be a true champ, a construction champion, it's all at the end of taking action. But it's not just, um, you know, hey, I want to, and I'm going to dabble in that. No, it's getting to the point where we're obsessed about the action that we're going to take. I love it. Action is something that's near and dear to my heart. I truly yeah. believe like that is the foundation of everybody's success is taking action. So right. you help guys take action. I yeah. can sit here and talk about action all day long and, well, you know, it's bullshit mm -hmm. if you're not taking action. And I, I just sound <laughs> like a talking head, but right, we have you here. Yeah. actually helps work guys through this and gets them to take that action. So I'm super excited to go down this and hear from you on how do we, how do we get there if it's not something you're comfortable with? Yeah, that's a great question. Cause we run into that so often um, uh, with the, whether it's the superintendent, it's uh, fleet foremans, it's even construction owners all the way down to the workforce. It's how do we help people realize the possibilities when they can't see it. And the first step we have to show them is what is actually possible and break down the barriers. So when we say what's possible, what we're really talking about is helping them see the vision when they can't really see it. So some people are visual. Um, I'm a visual person, but I'm also a hands-on person. So if somebody tells me, yeah, well, let, let's, talk, um, let's talk something specific here. Let's talk, hey, I want to help someone from like a foreman. I want, want them to realize, hey, I can build this house in three weeks, right, right from a slab in three weeks. How many people are going to say that's bullshit? Almost everyone you talk to. <laughs> Almost everyone you talk to. So what do you have to help them realize? You actually have to show them the way. Show them hands-on how it actually can be done. And it starts with like it starts with the right plans. Like obviously you got to have the right plans, but you have to have the right team in place. And it's not just having the right team in place; it's having the right team in place, locked and loaded on all the right steps. So when we traditionally put together a schedule, it's I'm going to schedule I'm going to schedule supplier A here. I'm going to schedule supplier B next. I'm going to schedule supplier C next. And I'm not really looked at staggering and overlapping and actually working in quadrants on a house and actually doing a progressive build. And when you start talking like that, people are just blown away. Like, I don't understand how you can do that. So now I have to, I have to step back and I have to show them how this can actually be done, whether it's through automation or it's actually through hands-on. How do we actually do this? And we start, you know, very basic pencil and paper. Let's just talk through what needs to happen. Don't tell me that it can't be done. Think of all the ways. Well, if you knew how to do it, what would you do? And that's always the critical question. If you knew how to do it, what's the next step you would do? So we have to showcase. So that's the first step is showcase the vision and get them to buy in. If they're not buying in, I can't help them move. The next thing I got to do is I got to help them understand what is the next step to take. So I share the vision. Now, what do I got to do? And, and it's so much so it's actually writing out, listing out. I'm going to take this is step one, two, three. It's kind of like writing an operating procedure for someone so that now I can actually rinse and repeat. So I give them a guide on how to actually do that at a high level. I'm going to take, I'm going to put one foot in front of the other. I'm going to take a foot. I'm going to take this foot, my right foot. And I'm going to take a step forward. 
How far am I going to take a step forward? I don't know. I might fall down. Who knows? I might do the splits. I might bust a kneecap. I don't know. But this is what we're going to do. Right? So, so that starts to set the precedence for how can I help somebody realize the vision, buy into the vision, do the next steps, and then help guide them along the way. Because that's where a lot of leaders will fall when they hire coaches and consultants. There's nobody there to help guide them step-by-step step along the way, right? And so if you think everything that you've learned along the way, you've had a guide. Usually. So either somebody's there at a very high level, making sure like you're going to learn through tough love, or they're going to help guide you like when, you, when you're like, hey, I do need some help. But what really happens is you're going you're gonna to figure it out. Whether it's through somebody just kind of guiding and nudging you or it's somebody from top level going, wow, you just bit that. That, that really hurt, didn't it? Yeah. What are we going to do again next time? All right, now get off your ass and get up and do it again. Right? And I'm right here. If you, if you have a question, holler, but let's go. So that's what we have also found is like we, we need to help guide those to guide those people. And through that, we can actually get to the next steps in the vision of realizing hey, this actually is possible. So I just heard something fascinating right before we got on here to do yeah. this. And we're talking about coaches. So this, yeah. this relates is how many Olympic athletes have a coach? Every one of them. Every they one of them. Multiple. They actually have multiple. And then <laughs> how many, and then think about how many Olympic coaches actually have a gold medal. That is uh that one I do not know the stats on that. That is I don't know um, the stats either, but that it's when you're talking about different levels of coaching and there's a difference in the results. Yes. I mean yes. a lot of the effort and action has to be there, but also there's some coaches that just win. Like I, yes. I'm a huge Phil Jackson fan. Like yes, one. Like the dude was magical and there, there's, there's separators when it comes yeah. to coaches. But when, when I heard that, I was like, that is amazing because you can say that about any professional athlete, not just in the Olympics. I mean, how many football players have personal coaches and all of that stuff, mm -hmm. but how many of those coaches have been on a Super Bowl team? Exactly. Like, there's yeah, a it's differentiator there. Yeah, and it's walking the walk. I mean, you've got to be able to walk the walk. If you're if you're talking and squawking, you better be able to walk and, and back that crap up. Um, and that's what we have found, you know, time and time again is those that those that are true champions, they're working with champions. They're working with leaders in the things that they have. So, like, you know, let's let's pick on the Olympic athletes. They have coaches, not just in their sport. They've got nutrition coaches. They've got mental coaches. Um, they've actually, they some of them even have life coaches. The ones that start outperforming the other ones, they actually have more support around them versus trying to do it alone. Because what we find when we try to do it alone is we hit a roadblock. And when we hit a roadblock, what do we do? Those of us, some of us will persevere. We'll bust that wall down, but it's going to hurt. It's not, and it's not physical. It may not be physical pain. It's mental pain. There's a lot of deep scars that we all have from trying to bust through stuff on our own. Well, that's just that crazy action. Just like when you're taking <laughs> action without, right. like you understand there's, there's a problem and all you're doing is just tearing the wall down. And I think I, 
I love to talk about this because in construction, it's just so in our nature just to get shit done. Like an understanding, yes. like if there's a problem, we're here to fix it. Like that's the business. That's mm-hmm. what we do. But we end up doing that with our businesses and we just push through and we understand it's a problem, but we just fix it. We do whatever it takes to get through it. And then we right. move on to the next one. And I love when you said champions are around other champions. I wrote it down. Champions work with champions. Yes. That's an amazing statement because I, I always say, and everybody says like they hang out together. Like who you hang out with is where you're going to be. But also you think mm-hmm. I'm a big component. I think everybody should have coaches. I have coaches. I have mentors right. around with me that I meet with weekly mm-hmm. that are taking me to where I want to go. And there's a lot of people out there and mm-hmm. everybody should have one. And there's a reason why there's so many different ones. Cause everyone's not a direct fit for everyone. Exactly. It's okay to fire. one. <laughs> or it's okay to move on from one. Totally okay. Like I, I've done that with some of my mentors. It was just, hey, we've we've got to a point where we've we've achieved our goals. I'm looking for something new. I know I need to find somebody new. We know things need to change. And if we are open and honest with our communication when we're talking about coaches and mentors, it's okay. And some sometimes we may be, you know, there's there's such a learning curve to happen. It might be a long-term engagement, but one of the things that we always find, especially with, you know, the, the athletes that we look up to and we're like, wow, how are they doing that? When you look at when they first started their careers, they were good. Mid-career, hey, things changed. What changed? They got a new group of coaches because they elevated their game. The, who they're walking with, who they're playing with, it all changes and it all elevates. Now, there are some people that they stick with the same people because they're getting a consistency that they're looking for, but they're swapping a couple other players and people in and out. It's just like championship teams. How are championship teams built? They're not built off of one person. They're built off of a team, mm-hmm. right? And it's no different than our construction teams, right? We've got to have the right the right people on in the right seats on the right moving all together. And if we don't, it's okay to swap people in and out. And so when you talk about that championship team and that championship dynamic and coaches. So Mm -hmm. I think a lot of, when you talk open communication and I think this is a conversation that don't happen enough. I don't, that I know of, I don't, I'm just, I'm going to just say it is I'm very clear with what my expectations are when I'm working with somebody. And Mm -hmm. that is, to get like you as a coach is to become fired. Like my yeah. goal is for you to move me along and find the next person I need to be speaking to. Mm-hmm. Like that is the, that's the end goal. Like there's only so much capacity. And if people understood like this, I'm, I'm really good. I'm not a coach or a mentor or anything. I'm just speaking from you are. my you mind. Are. If people would do this is like, Hey, I'm really good at getting guys from 500,000 to just over a million. My Mm -hmm. goal is to get you to a million as fast as possible. So then you don't need me, but I, I, I I got the guy that can take you from one to five. Right. And like, to me, like, that's how this stuff just continues. And we create these, these funders, these environments where 
you're just always trying to work yourself out of what mm-hmm. you're doing. Like in, in business, that's what we're always trying to do. We're trying to work ourselves out of that job. How, how do we get to a point where somebody else can do that? I can train them. And I think the coaching industry could take a lot from that and say, uh-huh. hey, like I just want to get you to that next lover and to that next person because that's what I'm really good at. And that's the clarity yeah. I have with people I work with. That's amazing because that's not what actually happens. What actually happens is people think they can get people from A to B. And then once they get them from A to B, all right, now what's your new, now what's your C? And I'll help get you there. Even though you might not have any idea how to get them there, then what happens? Things start to sour on both sides. Both sides get aggravated. Now, the side that was doing well with coaching is no longer doing coaching because now they have a bad uh, taste in their mouth because they didn't have a good relationship. Why? We weren't clear on setting expectations and forecasting the vision for what truly is possible. And that goes on both parties. Like I said, I take personal responsibility to lay out like that's my expectations. I understand like I, I have a vision. I'll say this is my vision. This is where I want to go. I understand mm-hmm. you have been here. I am not there. I want you to get me to there. Right. And then I want you to introduce me to, per- to the person that can take me to the next step. That what all, What's the mm-hmm. steps along that totem pole? Because I know you know the person because you have been here. I'm down right. here. I want to get to where you have been. And then mm-hmm. I want you to introduce me to the people that are up here <laughs> where you have been. But I understand right. I can't get introduced to those people until I've hit certain there's certain points and we we have to understand that as entrepreneurs and as business owners that they're all boxes to check like you don't just go sit in the room with the guys that are doing a hundred million when you're doing five and expect like that's going to get you to a million like there's There's so many mental shifts that have to happen yeah, so you have to first get to that 10, that 15, yeah. and then you meet the guys that are doing 25, and you never stay the big dog in the room, and I I, I think that's another industry norm, we're really, we're just knock down some of the industry norm bullshit right. when it comes to this, is guys like to be the big dog in the room. They do. And that they doesn't do. benefit anybody. No. Well, who it benefits is a lot of the little ones. But those that want to be the big dog in the room always want to be the bigger dog in the room and there's no room to grow. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they're so far ahead that their advice is irrelevant to the to the little dogs. I right. see that all the time where the advice being given is, yeah, it's good advice from where mm-hmm. you're at. But like you're giving it to somebody that has to just figure out like some basic operation stuff. Yes. To get to the next level. And you're talking about stuff that's down the journey for that. Yeah. So let's, let's talk something specific. Let's talk construction industry. Let's talk taking a, a residential construction firm to going to industrial commercial. So that's, that's one of my sweet spots. So from a mindset perspective, First, it starts off with mindset, because whatever you're doing in residential, while it translates, you have to make a mental shift, because what your workers do, if you have a workforce or you're a GC firm, what you do actually shifts and mentality shifts, because no longer are you doing, you know, 
330 or 300 to 600 homes a year, you might be doing 50 to 100 jobs a year, maybe, depending on how you structure. So now your team, team is different. All your finances are different. Your, even your organizational structure might be different because now how you're set up, you have to change. Well, once you start hitting, and we look at revenue per employee, once you start hitting, if you when you hit 400,000 in revenue per employee, that's the target. When you hit that, now you actually have to fo switch focus to a leadership strat strategy. Do I have enough the right leadership in place? Because I can continue to grow, but if I don't have the right leadership in place, things start to fall down. And what starts happening is now I'm, now I'm adding additional people, my revenue per, per employee drops. And if we hit drop below 250, now we're like, we're, we, don't, we don't have the right work for the people we have. We have to make adjustments. And what happens is it's not one-to-one -one scalable. So like if I hit, you know, get to 10 million, what I'm doing at 10 million isn't one-to-one -one scalable for what I need to do at 50 million. I have to change. I have to be able to pivot and change as I'm monitoring what my revenue per employee is. So it's really interesting when you get into that mindset of actually growing and scaling businesses, like you mentioned, somebody at 50 million, their mindset and what they have to do is something totally different than somebody at 10 million. It's completely different. Mm -hmm. It's astronomically different. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, yes. I, I've been to over 25 million a year and yes. it's, it's completely different than mm -hmm. three or 10 mm -hmm. or 15 or even 20. Like yes. stuff, you start to get systems that like your systems, the systems change. Like you yeah. put all this out and shit breaks. Yeah. And you re you have to rebuild it out. You just become good at consistently doing that. But it is all about the leadership team and building that team up. And how do you continue to develop that uh, is one of the, the things that gets people over a lot of those herders and will continue to grow their businesses. Right. And especially in today's market where we have, you know, a lot of roll-ups and stuff happening and you can go from mm -hmm. a couple million a year to 15 million, but with the, through a few different acquisitions and merge all that to your other and only understand how to run a $3 million company. I, I think people really have to think through the processes and what exactly they're doing right. that leadership team looks like mm -hmm. what for assets and key players you're acquiring in those kind of situations. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I absolutely love the conversation here today. I think, you know, I might have pissed off a few people out there, but that's, well, you know what? We're not the right flavor for everyone. <laughs> that can be the norm. <laughs> I mean, I I'm Ron Newsbaum. I'm a, Everybody listens, pretty much kind of knows what to expect. And, you know, I'm willing to just call a spade a spade. And I think mm -hmm. there's a lot of improvement that can happen on both sides with expectations here. And I'm excited that you had that conversation with us here today. Yeah, it's, it's great. So for all the construction champions out there, if they wanted to reach out to you, wanted to follow you, wanted to know about what you got going on, where's the best places for them to do that? So um, the Best place, honestly, is LinkedIn. Um, you can find me. It's just Stephen, S-T-E-P-H-E-N, Doyle. 
um, when you're looking it up. So that's the that's my number one place. Yeah, you'll find me on Facebook. I'm not very active. I'm you know not very active on LinkedIn or not uh, on Instagram. I don't tweet, twit, whatever that whatever that crap is. I ain't got time for that. Um, so LinkedIn is is the number one thing. And you know if you if you need something, my cell phone number is out there. So that texting is like the number one best way to get a hold of me. You know, and if and if somebody truly wants to get a hold of me, it's 248-885-1358. Ping a text, tell me who you are, what you need. I'll be able to out within, you know, I'll let you know what's going on and when I can give you a call back. I love it, man. Awesome. Thank so you. Those are the those are the those are the quick ways to get a hold of me. <laughs> well, thank you for being on the show today. <laughs> Yeah, thanks a lot, Ron. I really appreciate it. It's a great conversation. Yes, it was. All right, construction champions. What are your expectations when you're hiring somebody or you're bringing in somebody to build that championship team? When we talked about having clear expectations with that, I think that's very impactful and never wanting to be the big dog in the room. You should always be in a position where you're reaching up, but at the same time, you're able to reach down and pull somebody up. And that's being in the right room where you're not that big dog, but you're not the smallest one in there. It gives you the most opportunity to not just grow, but to also help somebody else grow. Because at the end of the day, we want to do that. That's naturally in us. We want to be able to help those people along, but put yourself in a position where you can really help them along with advice that is actionable for them right then. Which leads me to the beginning of our conversation, action. None of this happens without action, without picking the phone up, reaching out to Steve, reaching out to somebody that you relate with that you know is going to help take you to the next level. And then, like I said, have that clear understanding with them on what that next level is and what your expectations are when you reach that next level. So construction champions, make sure you go to constructionchampionspodcast.com. Check out our partners and our sponsors, and then hop over to Facebook where, you know, Steve's not hanging out that much, but I'm going to get him in our mastermind group and join our free mastermind group, construction champions, mastermind group, where we're bringing to other guests, with guests, I'm the host, so of course I'm in it. So we're bringing together guests, listeners, all in one place, and we're just having open conversation about what it is to be a champion in the construction industry. So, champions, until next time.